This is Zach Hapensall, CEO and co-founder of Rise48 Equity. At Rise48, we've completed over $1.7 billion in total transactions, including 11 successful full-cycle dispositions. If you're looking to invest with an experienced sponsor in either the Phoenix, Arizona, or Dallas, Texas markets, then set up a call with us today at rise48equity.com backslash invest. That's R-I-S-E 48 equity.com backslash invest. The value of hindsight is knowing now that there were several things that just were were not were not operationally correct to, to execute a business plan. Hello, left fielders! Welcome to the Passive Investing from Left Field podcast. Our community is focused on networking and education to help people invest passively and think differently. Let's go! This is MC Lobsher from Cashflow Ninja, and you're listening to the Passive Investing from Left Field podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Chad Ackerman, and today I uh, have a special guest, one of our founders of LFI and our CFO, Ryan Stieg. Ryan, thanks for coming on the podcast and joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me, Chad. I appreciate it. Good to good to talk to you always. I know. We never know where we're going to pop up together, but this is a, <laughs> a cool place to have it happen as well. Um, we had Ryan come on, again, these um, Wednesday episodes, we're trying to come up with some different content. And the content that we pulled Ryan in, unfortunately, to talk about today were deals gone wrong. And hopefully, you know, some information that will help people kind of think about their offerings differently to help prevent some of this stuff down the road. But Ryan, thank you for coming on and sharing your battle scars today. You bet. You bet. I wish I didn't have any, but but there are some. So. Worse that you said you had several to pick from. So I apologize <laughs> to you for that. I feel bad. Yeah, but. yeah. So why don't we start out? Just give us the background on the offering that you had in mind that you were thinking of and uh, what it was, what went wrong. Yeah, this was this was one of my very early ones. Uh, came as a referral, kind of, you know, as I got started in the world of of syndication investing, this came uh, to me as a referral, and uh, you know, we can always do more due diligence, and we learned that along the way. But uh, it came as a referral, and it worked for me for what I was using it for. Uh, the kind of an overview of what they were was they had two different options. One was really a turnkey style model where you, the owner, the, the investor goes and gets a mortgage. You have a property. The, the operator then in turn, uh, operates the property, manages the property. Uh, we get, we get all the benefits, but, but they're managing the property. The other side was more of a, a liquid debt fund that provided them the ability to go out and, and purchase properties too. So it was, it, it offered, you know, moderate interest rates at the time and liquidity too. two things that I was looking for with, with that particular investment. So, uh, they came highly referred. It fit my criteria, had a great track record, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the larger items that, that checked the box. And yeah, so I was going to say going into it, it sounded like it, it was a good fit really. Yeah. I know, you know, you, you see in the forums, a lot of times we talk about, uh, cash drag and what to do with, with, you know, the stuff that you're not investing in for the long term, but you do want that liquidity and this provided that option. So, um, for, for well over a year, it provided that I was able to put money in. Uh, they had great term, great redemptions, you know, it's best efforts in, in any kind of, uh, not totally liquid, uh, investment like that. So they had best efforts. I could get 30, 60, 90 days typically was, was floating. 
uh, and it was working well. Uh, so there was there were no real indications. And then when when the market started to turn, rates started to go up. Uh, you could see that that the regular communication slowed. That was that was one indicator. So performance updates, uh, communication from the team, their investor rep used to reach out quite often, um, and and those communications all slowed. So not a huge red flag, but it was but it was a red flag. Um, so that was one. And then the second one that I ran into was I wanted to make a redemption request. It wasn't urgent, but I needed to, to start the clock. You know, it's best efforts. I didn't need it tomorrow, but I did want it. Um, and there was slow communication on redemption requests. A follow-up was, hey, redemption requests are on pause right now. We're, we're, we're opening them back up here and hopefully in the next month. So now, now the red flags are are, are getting uh, a deeper color <laughs> red at this point, uh, and so luckily at this point I I didn't have very much capital. So uh, one of the one of the positives of this lesson for me, not for all other investors, but for me was I, I had very little capital remaining, but there were still there were still these indicator lights that weren't weren't positive. Um, so. That, that redemption request, I kept following up just to, to see what was going on. And, uh, and then all of a sudden the communication stopped and news broke that they were totally overwhelmed by debt, that properties that they were managing, both their owned properties and, and, uh, and investor owned properties were in disrepair. Leases weren't getting renewed. I mean, the house of cards unfortunately fell pretty quickly. Um, and kind of, you know, one of the th one of the things, unfortunately, as this ended up, is debt was was way overutilized. Even though they were taking on investor capital, they were then further leveraging that, um, and the property management operations just wasn't being sustained too. So the properties were, you know, not being maintained. The leases weren't kept up. Property maintenance wasn't kept up. So there were a lot of things that I'm and I and I unfortunately don't know when that when that pivot was made internally. You know, uh, but but the the value of hindsight is known, knowing now that there were several things that just were were not were not operationally correct to to execute a business plan. They were over over leveraged. Property management wasn't executing at the level that it was supposed to, um, and and then they had internal loans between the, the different organizations. So there were a lot of things that uh, that that didn't go right operationally once once it did turn bad. Which there's difficulty in discovering that when you're looking to invest ahead of time. Yeah. So hard to prevent that, but it sounds like bleeding back to deeper due diligence maybe helps at least pull up the risk factors that are involved with how they're leveraged and so forth. But I'm sure that would have been difficult, especially with the rates where they were when you first started to invest. Yeah, and I think I think you're exactly right. You know, deeper due diligence. Um, I probably would have been able to see operationally, you know, what their level of debt was was intended to be, uh, what what the what the operation what the operating agreement would allow them to take on for debt, um, and so some of those things that you know, one of one of my other lessons learned is is evaluating the risk of of debt and leverage in a, in an in an investment too. So those are, those are lessons learned, but yeah, absolutely. Deeper due diligence, you know, to your point too, once you're in a deal, luckily this one was, was more liquid. So I had the ability to, to get out before it, it really turned south. But, 
um, you don't always have the, that benefit. So really doing your due diligence on the front end and a good operator has good regular communications. Um, even if things aren't going well, I know you hear Jim, you and Jim talk about on the podcast, uh, communication is really important, uh, especially on the front end, but communicate the bad news, even if it is bad news. We, we just want to know what's going on. And so being a part of, part of being an investor is following up on the communications and understand what's going on operationally. You know, the, the past, uh, uh, 12 to 18 months hasn't been great from an interest rate standpoint. You have operators who are communicating the best they can, uh, what's going on at an operational level, what, what's, what's going right, what's going wrong, what are the struggles, and, and some are just silent. And, uh, and so that, those are, those are certainly red flags. Uh, but, but communication and understanding debt is, are two things that I, but that I learned from this particular one. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's such a difficult situation. I mean, the the referral up front, the boxes checked ahead of time, a year's worth of good performance. There wasn't a lot there. I, I guess the only other lesson learned I can come up with is the idea of diversifying and spreading your capital to spread your risk of never put too many eggs in one basket kind of thing, because you don't know when something may turn in the middle of a uh, the performance of an investment with somebody. And luckily in your case, it was pretty liquid. You could get money out, but if it was a seven year hold or something and it's year two, you know, you're, you're along for the ride in many cases, or it gets very difficult to get legal action to get money back. So yes. spread that risk out maybe is the other lesson that I can think of because all the signs were pointing positive. It sounds like that. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't, uh, you know, lay you under the bus saying, why'd you get in this? <laughs> it, it all looked good kind of thing. So. Yeah. And you're, oh. you're exactly right. Uh, the, the bigger lesson here is or one of the biggest lessons here is diversification. And uh, I had a call with uh, with a new investor yesterday who was just asking some of the great basic questions people ask when they start investigating this. And, you know, we talk about diversification of geography, of asset class and of, of operator. And, and fortunately, I didn't put all my eggs in this basket. Um, I know following along with the bankruptcy proceedings that there were others who weren't as fortunate and put a lot of, a lot of trust in, into it. And we all want to trust the operators we have. And we all have favorites too. Uh, but it's still, uh, even, even the best operators will say, Hey, diversify your, your portfolio. And, and that's a, a comforting thing to see. You know, we, we all want to have that level of risk that we're comfortable with in any segment, whether it's geography or asset class or operator. And so diversification absolutely is, is uh, the big, one of the biggest lessons learned. It's a big item. Yeah, definitely. Well, Ryan, this is great. I appreciate you coming on, sharing your, your wounds with us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it wasn't too painful for you, but no, I, no. I think there's some good lessons in there that uh, the community can pick up on. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be on Chad. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks to those that tuned in. Russell Capital is an elite Ohio-based private equity firm with a specialization in long-term, high-cash flow, multifamily investments. If you're looking for long-term recurring income, you should check out Russell Capital. From their approach to managing risk, their locations they invest, the product quality they provide, this firm is serious about what they do, which is why the owners of Russell Capital invest their money in every deal they take on. Review their case studies by visiting rustbeltcapital.com. That's rustbeltcapital.com. Once again, rustbeltcapital.com or email investor at rustbeltcapital.com. 
Visor provides investors with a secure platform that displays a comprehensive view of all of their holdings on a single holistic dashboard. From real estate syndications to private equity, crypto to traditional investments with AI-driven, unbiased, honest insights to maximize return, Visor is your one place to rule them all. Automating performance tracking, projecting future cash flow, analyzing all your financial documents and much more in one powerful solution, making it easy to follow the money. Sign up for a free 30-day trial now at Pfizer.co. Thanks for hanging out in the left field with us today. If you are interested in becoming a left fielder, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.leftfieldinvestor.com and click the subscribe button to join our community. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe to the show on your podcast player so you don't miss an episode. If you really enjoyed the show, a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts would be appreciated. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing said on the show should be considered financial advice. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. This show is copyrighted by Passive Investing from Left Field and Left Field Investors. Written permissions must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting.